Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? 134. I look to thee in every deed, and never look in vain. I feel thy touch, eternal love, and all is well again. The thought of thee is mightier far than sin and pain and sorrow are. In 134. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and from the home page, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so, and there you will find the readings for tonight. And our theme tonight is, is your reliance on God alone? 
And the readings will now be given by Florence from Georgia. From the Bible, Isaiah. Thus said the Lord to his anointed, I am the Lord and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me. Assemble yourselves and come. Draw near together, ye that are escaped of the nations. They have no knowledge that set up the wood of their graven image and pray unto a God that cannot save. Look unto me and be ye saved all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none else. First Samuel. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. And Saul armed David with his armor, and he put an helmet of brass upon his head. Also he armed him with a coat of mail. And David gathered his sword upon his armor, and he essayed to go, for he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off him. And he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had, even in a scrip. And his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head off from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saved not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. And it came to pass, when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hastened and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slung it and smote the Philistine in his forehead that the stone sank into his forehead, and he fell upon his face to the earth. 
Though David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone, and smote the Philistine and slew him, but there was no sword in the hand of David. Psalms I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There shall no evil befall him, neither shall thy plague come nigh thy dwelling. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works, both by Mary Baker Eddy. The central fact of the Bible is the superiority of spiritual over physical power. There is but one way, namely God and his idea, which leads to spiritual being. The scientific government of the body must be attained through the divine mind. It is impossible to gain control over the body in any other way. On this fundamental point, timid conservatism is absolutely inadmissible. Only through radical reliance on truth can scientific healing power be realized. Whatever teaches man to have other laws and to acknowledge other powers than the divine mind is anti-Christian. The good that a poisonous drug seems to do is evil, for it robs man of reliance on God, omnipotent mind, and according to belief, poisons the human system. Christian science goes to the bottom of mental action and reveals the theodicy, which indicates the rightness of all divine action as the emanation of divine mind and the consequent wrongness of the opposite so-called action, evil, occultism, necromancy, mesmerism, animal magnetism, hypnotism. I had learned that thought must be spiritualized in order to apprehend spirit. It must become honest, unselfish, and pure in order to have the least understanding of God in divine science. The first must become the last. Our reliance upon material things must be transferred to a perception of and dependence on spiritual things. For spirit to be supreme in demonstration, it must be supreme in our affections and must be clad with divine power. Purity, self-renunciation, faith and understanding 
must reduce all things real to their own mental denomination, mind, which divides, subdivides, increases, diminishes, constitutes, and sustains according to the law of God. If there be any monopoly in my teaching, it lies in this utter reliance upon the one God to whom belong all things. Life is God, or spirit, the supersensible eternal. The universe and man are the spiritual phenomena of this one infinite mind. Spiritual phenomena never converge toward aught but infinite deity. Their gradations are spiritual and divine. They cannot collapse or lapse into their opposites. For God is their divine principle. They live because he lives. And they are eternally perfect because he is perfect and governs them in the truth of divine science, whereof God is the Alpha and Omega, the center and circumference. May God enable my students to take up the cross as I have done and meet the present need of a proper preparation of heart to practice, teach, and to live Christian science. Your means of protection and defense from sin are constant watchfulness and prayer that you enter not into temptation and are delivered from every claim of evil till you intelligently know and demonstrate in science that evil has neither prestige, power, nor existence since God good is all in all. The increasing necessity for relying on God to defend us against the subtler forms of evil tends us more unreservedly to him for help and thus becomes a means of grace. If one lives rightly, every effort to hurt one will only help that one. For God will give the ability to overcome whatever tends to impede progress. Know this, that you cannot overcome the baneful effects of sin on yourself if you in any way indulge in sin. For sooner or later, you will fall the victim of your own as of other sins. Using mental power in the right direction only, doing to others as you would have them do to you, will overcome evil with good and destroy your own sensitiveness to the power of evil. The God of all grace be with you and save you from spiritual wickedness in high places. Spiritual perception brings out the possibilities of being, destroys reliance on aught but God, and so makes man the image of his maker in deed and in truth. The secret place whereof David sang is unquestionably man's spiritual state in God's own image and likeness. Even the inner sanctuary of divine science in which mortals do not enter without a struggle or sharp experience and in which they put off the human for the divine. We are Christian scientists 
only as we quit our reliance upon that which is false and grasp the true. We are not Christian scientists until we leave all for Christ. He who refuses to be influenced by any but the divine mind commits his way to God and rises superior to suggestions from an evil source. Christian science shows that there is a way of escape from the latter-day ultimatum of evil. Through scientific truth, to that all are without excuse. Divine love is our hope, strength, and shield. We have nothing to fear when love is at the helm of thought, but everything to enjoy on earth and in heaven. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, Please announce the next hymn. Hymn number 148. In heavenly love abiding, no change my heart shall fear. And safe is such confiding, for nothing changes here. The storm may roar without me, my heart may low be laid. But God is round about me, and can I be dismayed? Hymn number 148.
evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, December 8th, 2021. Welcome one and all. We have quite an outreach from our church. Much of it is through our various websites, many of whom, uh, many of which rather, are in other foreign languages. And as a result, God's word is spread across the globe. And indeed, people from all over the world have found our church. And we are certainly most thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our websites. They are all free of charge. They are offered with the love of this church. And of course, with a deep and sincere love for Christian science being the revealed truth to this age. I would like to point out uh, one article that we're featuring on the homepage of our English website, and it's entitled Gifts by Florence Roberts. In this season of gift giving, it's good to step back and consider what is really the most important, what's highest in the line of priorities. And if you read this article, it points things out very clearly. I found it very helpful and healing. Uh, join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. And we also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. And our Sunday school has a teleconference, which means that your child can attend our Sunday school by telephone. And in fact, many of the students do just that. They phone in Sunday mornings and attend our Sunday school. Call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school. We would love to welcome your child there. Uh, one more reminder that our Bible study is coming up this coming Saturday, 10 o'clock in the morning. The Bible study questions are posted on the website, so make sure you give yourself plenty of time to look them over, read and study them before we have a lively discussion. Saturday morning, 10 o'clock. Please join us. And one more announcement before we go on. You must know Christmas Eve is coming. In fact, it's uh, on Friday, two weeks from now, Friday, December 24th. And we will be having our annual Christmas Eve program here. And that'll be held on Friday, the 24th of December. The music starts at 8 o'clock p.m. The program starts at 8.15. All are welcome. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. 
This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everybody that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Keep in mind, however, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up. Uh, please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Kelly. Kelly from California, go ahead. Hi, thank you Florence for the readings and the music and all the beautiful voices that were singing I could hear 3,000 miles away. Um, I'm here because I'd like to thank my practitioner and all the members of Plainfield for helping me claim and practice my rightful relationship with God. The work you put into the Bible lessons, unity watches, round tables, Bible studies, services, the recordings of readings and music have become the sturdy scaffold from which I work with God to demonstrate His magnificent love for mankind. I never knew poetry could be demonstrated, but that is what I've seen lately. The words of Mary Baker Eddy, Jesus, and the Bible unfold before me throughout my day. The magnificence of God's power can be seen in a visit from a family member, in sitting with a sick friend, in a trip to the bank, in a cloudy, rainy day, even throughout my basic tasks from my 9-to-5 job. My fears, my alibis, my nervous energy, my willfulness, and my self-centered thinking are all being exposed, and one by one I can face them and not run. This week's Bible lesson quotes Second Samuel, which reminds me, God is my strength and power. He maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hinds feet, and setteth me upon my high places. He teacheth my hands to war, so that a bow of steel is broken by mine arms. Thou hast enlarged my steps under me, so that my feet did not slip. For thou hast girded me with strength to battle. And this is where I stand when I contend with what is going on inside of me. Thank you to all the Plainfield members, and thank you to my practitioner for helping me throw my net on the right side of the boat and bring up all the truths of our Lord that have been waiting for me. Thank you. Thank you. Karen from California, go ahead. Good evening, and thank you, Florence, for those wonderful readings. I am so grateful that I was raised in Christian science. When I was in elementary school, I went to private schools. When it was time for me to go to junior high, my mother could not find a private school that was not a parochial school. So I went to the local public school. The school was bigger and the classes were larger, and I felt uneasy. I was tall for my age, 
and as much as I wanted to just go about my day unnoticed, the fact that I was tall and skinny made that impossible. I was teased a lot and lacked confidence. Almost every morning before going to school, after I ate my breakfast, I would get a stomach ache and would have to go to the bathroom. I knew only God could help me feel better. So what often came to me to pray was the daily prayer that Mrs. Eddy wanted her students to pray every day. As I prayed that short prayer, I would feel God's love and nearness, and this would give me a sense of peace. This daily prayer is, quote, Thy kingdom come. Let the reign of divine truth, life, and love be established in me and rule out of me all sin. And may thy word enrich the affections of all mankind and govern them, unquote. That would always relieve me so I could face another day of school. I can see now that it was fear that was causing me to feel ill. As soon as the fear left, so would my stomach ache. This continued for quite some time, but it helped anchor me in my faith in God. I knew to turn to Him when I was afraid or didn't feel well. I am so grateful for Christian science because it teaches us who we really are as God's expression of Himself. Man's oneness with God has become so much clearer to me, and through the resources of this church, its website with free access to articles, recordings, hymns, and so much more, and with the support of my practitioner, this understanding has become more practical in my daily experience. I am grateful to Christ Jesus, whose healing and teaching shows by example the power of what the understanding of man's oneness with, do, with God can do for mankind. I am grateful to Mary Baker Eddy, for she fulfilled the promise that mankind would receive a comforter that would show us that the Christ truth that was exemplified by Christ Jesus is here today in the form of an impersonal Savior, which Mrs. Eddy named Christian Science. I am very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Luba from Ohio, go ahead. Thank you. This has been an unusual and challenging year for so many. For the past eight months, I have been living alone. As Thanksgiving approached, I wondered how and where I would be spending that day. At the very last minute, I was grateful for an invitation for my sister to spend time with her daughter and family. At the same time, my next-door neighbor said that, she, that her husband would be away and she would love to have me over. I ended up having two Thanksgivings, Thursday, November 25th, and Friday, November 26th. What a lesson on what God provides and the blessings that come about. My neighbor was especially happy that she would not be alone as well. I'm so grateful for the truth Christian Science provides and to my ever-present patient practitioner who insists on God's perfect timing and showing us the way that what blesses one blesses all. 
thank you so much for tonight's reading and music, and I'm very grateful to be here this evening. Thank you. Jeremy. I have been very grateful to learn in this church that divine inspiration is always available when needed. If I run into an issue while working, the answer is always waiting for me. When I go for a drive, I'm always guided safely on my journey. And when I'm talking to someone in need, the words are there to comfort and bless. There are so many instances of how God gives me my daily bread, and I am thankful for all of them, and thankful that he does that for everyone everywhere. I have one small example of this from last week. A friend of mine has a son that was turning two, and I wanted to get a little present for him. The very moment I had that thought, I knew that if I walked into Michael's art supply store, I'd find what I needed. I felt peace with that and let it go until the following day when I was able to, to drive there. And just through the door, I found something perfect. I was so grateful I didn't need to spend time thinking about it or researching. The answer was already waiting for me. This is exactly what I've learned to count on here in Plainfield. God is always speaking to each one of us, and we need only listen and act on what we feel we are being told. I'm so grateful for this practical science, for practitioner support, and for everything I'm learning here. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Gary. I've noticed that... Uh, a lot of people that I deal with are feeling a lot of pressure lately and it seems like this time of year a lot of people feel pressure whether it's the end of the year pressure to get things done or pressure of holidays or pressure to get gifts pressure to do whatever the reason I mention this is for many years, I, uh, I worked under pressure and I thought it was normal. <laughs> thought it, that, you know, doing that sort of thing, accepting pressure and giving into it was normal. And at the time, I thought I was accomplishing a lot, but I also found that I was making a lot of mistakes and doing things that sometimes did not need to be done and would have to retrace my steps. But coming to this church and working with a Christian science practitioner, I began to learn that we don't have to give in to pressure. I've learned that there are two distinct ways to respond to pressure. One, of course, is to give into it and do whatever you're feeling pressured about and then not having any peace about it. But the other way to deal with pressure is to stop, turn my thought to God, and wait for God to direct exactly what it is that I should or should not do. Christian science teaches us the importance of not giving in to pressure. Pressure can't be avoided, but we certainly have the choice to deal with it correctly or not. Um, this practitioner pointed out to me that the word pressure 
in the Christian Science textbook appears only once. And the sentence that it appears in goes like this. Christian scientists must live under the constant pressure of the apostolic command to come out from the material world and be separate. This is the only legitimate pressure. Any other pressure is human will. So the only legitimate response to pressure I have learned, am learning, is to turn away from the material appearance or the material situation and sit and let my thought sit with God only and let him tell me what to do. Like, you know, if I feel pressure at work, which I used to feel all the time, I learned to ask God what he wants because he is my employer. And if the pressure is legitimate, he will show me how to do it. And if it's not legitimate, he will change the situation and lift me out of the pressure. So regardless of whether the pressure comes from, whether it's a friend or a family member pressuring, God has the answer. And I often learned also that sometimes I pressure myself with my own preconceived notion <laughs> as to what I think should be done. Well, and when the pressure builds, that's the warning sign to stop and ask God what he wants. This has been, since I have been learning this, I have found a much greater peace in what I do, knowing that God is directing it. And I have found that I make fewer mistakes. And I find that I, few, that I do fewer things that shouldn't have been done in the first place and more things that really should be done and that matter. So anyway, this, is, this has been a tremendous lesson for me. And I'm so grateful for, for learning this. So grateful for Mary Baker Eddy for giving us the science of life, the science of Christianity, in which we can see our true relationship with God and follow that. And when we do, it leads to only good for everyone involved. So I'm so grateful to be learning this, so grateful to be here with you all tonight. And um, so grateful for the readings tonight. Thank you very much. Thank you. Linda. Um, I'd like to thank you very much for the readings tonight. I'm grateful for all the lessons that I'm learning about how to live Christian science and apply it to bless our world. The other day while re uh, reading, I came across some lines that caught my attention from Oneness by Bicknell Young from our website, which says, quote, what constitutes your home, your church, your business? Are these things outside your consciousness, outside of your individual environment of good? We do not have to put up with just any kind of church, any kind of home, or any kind of business, thinking they are something outside of ourselves, over which we have no control, 
but that is not scientific. We only have to turn back the record left us by Jesus to see that while he seemingly lived in a hard and troubled age, still his universe expressed God because his mind was God. He knew wherever he went, the forms of perfection appeared." End quote. I, I work uh, near a very busy corner with lots of traffic, and after witnessing a few offender bender and some other close calls, I realized I really needed to pray more for this part of the road. Just recently, there seems to be a become more intense uh, pressure from the holidays, I, I would guess. Lots more of impatience and rude honking and screeching the tires. Not only was this disturbing, but it also showed it a great need for calmness. So I began to actually be more firm with my mental prayers and stands. And the article that I was just quoting goes on to say that there's no evil in God, so no evil in God's man. Since I have been working on this, there has been almost no honking. And when there is honking, it actually sounds more light and friendly, more of alerting drivers who might not see them coming. I'm so grateful for the many watches we do as the church on the weather and the world, for they have helped me. I'm so grateful for all these lessons that demonstrate we do not have to accept chaos, disturbance, we are not victims but through God have dominion. I'm very grateful for our God, for Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and the Plainfield Church workers. Thank you. <clears throat> Craig. I'd like to thank Florence for those, those very, very good readings, and which uh, makes me think. Am I really uh, relying on God in, to the most? I think they're with me and work with it. But I also want to give gratitude for every every year I read what Christmas means to me and other messages from Mary Vicaretti. And, and, and I've been worried today when it helped me, Christmas, from Mrs. Laney's writings, page 320 and 321. And it, it explains the growth that I've had here in this church over the last, I guess, 40 years, and how Christmas didn't mean nearly what it means now, and that there was always a blind sort of questioning, you know, you know, what is the, what's the real purpose of it? And she says, my heart is filled with joy that each receding year sees the steady gain of truth's idea in Christian science that each recurring year witnesses the balance adjusted more on the side of God. And I've seen that here. Each year, there's been growth. There's more of a desire for bringing forth the things of God. And, uh, and she goes on, the supremacy of spirit. And I see that in the circulation and all the new and good works that People are spreading around the literature and on the web, and and the hunger. People, as they get it and digest it and give forth gratitude and growth in their own lives, it just makes me feel that that the world is, as she says, each year becoming better. 
becoming again of truth, truth's idea in Christian science. And she goes on to say, and all this is shown by the triumph of truth over error, of health over sickness, of life over death, and of soul over sense. And soul over sense always bothered me, but I see more that it's in selfish actions, not the selfish actions that have dominance in us more and more each year. And, and certainly we can expect to see that and see, and see that more and more throughout our lives. And in a place where you can see good and progress, just as Mrs. Eddie expected, is a wonderful place. And uh, I'm just very, very grateful for it. It is a peace and feeling that uh, you are progressing and everybody involved is. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is Bruce. I'd like to uh, add my thanks for the uh, watching point that's on our website this week, uh, where Mr. Carpenter talks about how important it is that we not get in God's way when he's ready to move. And he uh, pointed out the illustration of a time years ago when they would start cars by turning a crank in front of the car. But once the car started, you had to get your hand out of the way. Otherwise, you could get hurt. But I know that in my past, I know I would get involved in a project and felt like I had to uh, watch every step and make sure that it all turned out the way I thought it was going to be without much thought of leaving it to God and realizing that everything is for God's purpose, including this project that I was on, and that he might reveal a project, a purpose for it, even after I've already started it, and I needed to be ready to comply accordingly. But I didn't learn any of this until I came here to the Plainfield Church. And before then, as you can imagine, many things that I did, I ended up having to redoing, or sometimes they just failed altogether. But it all illustrates the point that success lies in God, and our best safety is to keep an open ear and eye to his guidance and let his purpose be fulfilled. And there's much less personal sense in uh, doing things, of course, that way. And for me, it's been very helpful. It's been quite a relief to saying, okay, I'll take my first step. But God, after that, you show me. Is this right? And if so, I'll do it over again. Or if there's another direction we want to take, you lead me, Father, because after all, this is all for you. I'm thankful for the opportunity to learn this valuable lesson. It's one that I keep on learning every day, I think. But it's a, certainly a good one. I'm very grateful for it. Ingrid. Ingrid from California. Go ahead. Hello. Thank you for uh, this wonderful, wonderful prayer gathering always. Uh, I would like to express my gratitude for all what I have learned in this science of the Christ. So amazing. I have no idea where or how my life would be without it. Just so wonderful. Especially for what I have learned about animal magnetism and handling it, um, which I respectfully 
called on real magnetism he was uh, an inspiration from divine mind uh, many years ago and it reminds me that it's unreal and right from the spot right from the name uh, it just blesses me so much it's unreal we don't have to go with it we don't have to believe in it we don't have to obey it uh, we can hardly hear it anyway that is the truth and uh, like it said in the one of the round tables, someone was saying about don't run before the lie. So it reminds me so wonderfully. I don't have to run uh, before anything that doesn't come from divine mind. And it's a wonderful uh, blessing every minute of uh, the work that I do, especially here with the uh, communities, the house and all house communities. And uh, I'm so grateful for that. Uh, it has um, just protected me and others many times from whatever mistake. I am also uh, so grateful for the teachings of the signs of the Christ of uh, Christmas, as is this time now. It completely changed my month of December decades ago. Um, by getting to the true meaning of Christmas, the the Christ, um, especially the writings of what Christmas means to me, which uh, the end of November or the latest first uh, of December goes on my living room table, and uh, just to remember uh, of all of the great truth about living this Christmas, through Christmas, and getting away from all the materiality and materialism of the season. Uh, so blessed by that and so grateful. And thank you so much to all of you that uh, helped to have this beautiful prayer gathering. Thank you. Shardell. Good evening. I offer my gratitude tonight for practitioner help and all that I am learning here and how to be of real service to God. Last week I went back to Reverend G. A. Kratzer's article called The Law of Right Feelings and just today I was advised by my practitioner to guard and check my feelings and thoughts all day long and I did that in every little thing, not, not just even two hours, but even more often, and I was more peaceful. I have a lot of work to do, but it was a wonderful day. And then I was thinking about uh, what Mrs. Eddy states on the last page of what Christmas means to me, a message she gave to her household and in part says this, Mother wishes you a happy Christmas, a feast of soul and a famine of sense. Lovingly thine, Mary Baker Eddy. I am also learning that the best gifts are prayers and thoughts of love that we send to our friends and loved ones. I am very grateful to God, our loving Father Mother, for always being present to guard, guide, and govern. Christ Jesus, our way shower, and Mary Baker Eddy, 
who revealed for all mankind what is possible when we walk with God. Thank you. Thank you. Lil. <clears throat> Thank you for those wonderful readings and the music. I'm so grateful I followed God's direction several years ago. I needed to return license plates as well as renew my driver's license. Not knowing where to go, I went to the local city hall for directions. The receptionist was the perfect person as he used to live near the DMV. He gave me the directions, but also mentioned he wasn't sure if it has closed yet. It felt right to go, and I found it still open. Upon arriving, someone leaving said he'd been in a line for an hour and not moving. I went in and got online. The receptionist was able to help me with my license plates, done in 10 minutes. She sent me to the license renewal line and I had a new license in less than half an hour. It was there I heard that they were closing the next day. I just kept thanking God for this blessing. God's plans are always perfect and complete. Thank you. Patricia from Canada, go ahead. Um, just something briefly. Uh, this very Sunday, I had to go for a weekly rapid antigen COVID test that uh, I have to do for work. And um, they say uh, don't. it's supposed to be an asymptomatic test, so don't go in if you have symptoms because if you uh, test uh, positive, you'll have to uh, submit to more government tests and put yourself under their supervision. The thing is, though, that I had uh, that day a runny nose and coughing uh, in no small measure going on. And the very next day on Monday, I had also had to show up for a new client orientation uh, meeting uh, for which I was the customer service representative. So all of this wouldn't do. And... Um, I just thought how God doesn't do anything in limited measure. And for that, uh, how am I measuring God's power and his presence? Am I measuring all as good and perfect? And I thought about how I have only the senses of soul, and these testify to harmony. And as a good lesson to me, I was thinking about Moses on how when he was uh, faced with being chased and pursued by the Egyptians and um, with a, a Red Sea in front of him, God's counsel to him was go forward. And although it didn't seem to make a lot of sense, I went uh, forward just uh, trusting that all, all is well. So I showed up and um, I tested negative. Everything was fine. And all of the symptoms completely had disappeared for the uh, client orientation meeting. So I'm so grateful to my studies in Christian science and for uh, Mary Baker Eddy's brave presentation of it as, and Jesus and the prophets. Thank you so much, Plainfield. Thank you. Florence. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. 
Thank you. I, I am so grateful for all that I'm learning and what I have learned, and especially that to live with God as my guide, my help, <laughs> my safety, everything, my everything. I love what Mrs. Eddy says, we are Christian scientists only as we quit our reliance upon the false and grasp the truth. We are not Christian scientists until we leave all for Christ. It's an endeavor. It's what we want to be. And I pray always that everyone everywhere also is beginning to awaken to this truth. We have to do it. And that's the only way we find peace and calmness, no matter what is happening. I have a testimony from someone who is gaining so much from our uh, being connected with our church recently. She says this, as I was reading and pondering this morning, God the Rewarder by Reverend G.A. Kratzer, I got a revelation of the aggressive trick of the mortal mind to get me to believe in the power of an existence in body matter. Mr. Kratzer said, if your body is dead, would it experience pain or pleasure? My answer to that was no. He further said, it is only through mortal mind that body pain or pleasure can be experienced. When there is disease in mind, the body manifests the symptoms. I saw the truth, the illusion of mind. When that occurred, I immediately felt as though mortal mind threw an arrow to, at the body. I began to choke, gasping for breath and shaking. I instantly recognized this attack from mortal mind, but I was not afraid of his displayed false power. I saw the ruse of this because I am not subject to a lie of death or disease because God did not create it. It was so clear. The cause of the attack is modern mind's hatred of spirit and my obtaining the realization of truth. Hallelujah. I will work towards remaining, maintaining and sustaining truth and will continue in usurping the lies through patience as practitioner has encouraged me to do. Much gratitude for the help, patience, and love and kindness. I am grateful for all that I'm learning. I thank God for truth revealing through Christian science. We are giving so much here. I am so grateful, forever grateful, for Mary Baker Eddy, Christ Jesus, of course, and our Father, Mother, God. Happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening. A few things to read. Um, first from Pennsylvania. I am rejoicing to be lovingly welcomed into membership. And the quote from Mrs. Eddy's hymn, My prayer some daily good to do to thine for thee, an offering pure of love whereto God leadeth me. And then this uh, to ca from California. Even though I live in California, I tried to read your Bible lessons every day. It's very well done and put together. Plus, I love reading the various 
articles on your website, particularly Bicknell Young, who is one of my favorites. Please accept the enclosed check to be for your expenses. Thank you so much for the Christian Science Services that you provide, not just in your community, but for the world. Sincerely. And then this is a little Christmas card from Florida. Um, just thank you for the light that you shine so brightly. And then this is Canada, Science and Health, page 304. The science of music governs tones. To be master of chords and discords, the science of music must be understood. And then she writes, I am so grateful to God for the wonderful music offered at Plainfield during our church service services and the scientific mastery and understanding presented by the musicians. One of my earliest recollections was when I was a small child sitting in the congregation of the United Church of Canada, listening in awe and delight to the adults when hymns were sung. The whole congregation would always break into part harmony and this also occurred in the other church dominations that I occasionally visited in the town. It's rare these days, even in Christian Science branch churches, to find part harmony sung. I myself don't know how to do it. On a few isolated instances, when I did hear it in the branch church, I would wonder over, I would wander over and sit close to the singers so that I could hear it. I greatly yearned to hear chord harmony more often, but it seemed to be a dis disappearing talent among the general populace everywhere, and I missed it so. That yearning has been answered in the Plainfield Church's hymns sung in amazing part harmony. Not only are traditional chords sung, but new interpretations of chords are given, the likes of which I never knew before, and I can hardly wait to hear them each service. These new chords teach me how I must be open to demonstrate new chords, ways, paths of harmony, and not just stick to the old tried and true ones, but to step, venture out bravely onto fresh new spiritual waters thoughts, to listen to God's chords and directions and follow wherever he may lead me. And quoting from Hymn 31 by Mary Baker Eddy, quote, Brood o'er us with thy sheltering wing, neath which our spirits blend. And then in parentheses, chord. Like brother birds that soar and sing, and on the same branch blend. End quote. And this from Virginia. Many thanks for the Sunday, December 5th, 21, 2021 roundtable offerings, including the beginning prayer from Mrs. Eddy's Spirit and Law in Miscellaneous Writings, page 258. The whole church service with a musical offering, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, was truly a blessing. Thank you. And then a testimony from California. A recent article on the Plainfield Carousel entitled, What is Your Stand? by Herbert Eustace ignited my thought. In it, he asks the question, quote, so you think it accomplishes one thing in the right direction for the Christian scientist to look out on the world 
and to say it is and accept it is as being in terrible distress and chaos? And then he ends the article by asking, are we going to bow down and accept seeming conditions just as every so-called mortal does and say, well, I suppose it will have to take its course? End quote. With this article in the background, I embarked on the day. Before reaching my destination, my son-in-law called to tell me that the partner of his very close friend and mentor had been diagnosed with a fatal disease and nothing could be done. He would be dying shortly. My son-in-law was stunned. I asked if the couple was at all religious and he said not really. He told them that he would pray and they thanked him, however and I said that I would pray too. That morning as I was reading the lesson and articles from my Plainfield folder to my mother, this Eustace article surfaced, and with it an urgent thought that I needed to share pertinent parts of it with my son-in-law so that we could pray more effectively. I called him and we talked about the importance of challenging the death sentence from the doctor in our prayers and seeing this man as God created him only subject to God's laws, expressing eternal life, not death. At the end of our conversation, my son-in-law, who is not a Christian scientist, thanked me for sharing these thoughts, and I recognized that they had made sense to him because he spoke with peace in the tone of his voice. As I hung up the phone, my thought went immediately to Plainfield and how I love the articles on the carousel. Each teaches spiritual lessons, and once read, are waiting to be applied. They have become my dear friends and a very present help in trouble. Thank you, Plainfield, for providing this source of teaching Christian science, and I am so grateful to be part of this church with my love. And then another testimony from England. A member of my family has had some health issues and is currently confined to his bed. One day he was in pain with his feet. One foot especially was very hot and red and possibly infected. He was very drowsy, but as he slept, he winced and cried out. I knew this was an opportunity for me to know the truth about my family member and his feet. So I stayed by his bedside for a few minutes knowing that he was, a per was perfect in God, constantly renewed with perfection, and that matter did not have the intelligence to become infected or cause pain or change color. I then set off on a journey to collect a large piece of farm equipment I had recently bought. On the way there, I listened to the Plainfield Thanksgiving service and the Wednesday night testimony meeting from the day before. They were both so wonderful the Thanksgiving service especially was such a beautiful service filled with love and gratitude and the sense of right thinkers coming together. I had the most beautiful sense of peace and true joy. I arrived at the farm and collected the piece of equipment. It was huge and heavy and had to be hoisted onto the back of the pickup I had borrowed, only fitting on with the back ramp down. The farmer I was buying it from fastened it securely with ropes to the back of the vehicle and I set off on the journey back home. It was getting very dark and the road was packed with vehicles full of people keen to get home. I am a confident driver 
Everything was well strapped down, and there was no reason why I, why anything should have gone wrong. But still, at each bend and roundabout, and on every steep hill, I would feel mortal mind trying to tempt me with feelings of fear. I dismissed them and knew that God was and always is governing and sang hymns to the to drown out any doubts, and then made a, a mental note to memorize more hymns and work on my repertoire. <laughs> I made it home safely with no issues whatsoever. I had actually forgotten about my relative's foot, but his caregiver told me the redness and heat had gone away very quickly and he was no longer in pain. I was so grateful for this healing and for the everlasting arms of love which stretched out the length of the road all that way long, way, way back there to here. I am so grateful for Christian science, for God, Jesus, and Mary Baker Eddy, who went through so much to bring us this healing truth. Every day I look forward to more spiritual learning and growing. Love to all at Plainfield, and thanks for everything you do. So I just thank God for this meeting tonight and those most beautiful and powerful readings. How wonderful to be reminded that our reliance must always be on God and to be checking ourselves. Are we relying on this wonderful heavenly Father that cares for us so much? Or are we placing our reliance on other things or people, places, events? I'm so grateful for this. I'm so grateful for the wonderful readings, music, and testimonies, and to be with you all tonight. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, uh, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 66. I'll read the second verse. O perfect life in thy completeness held, none can beyond thy omnipotent stray. Safe in thy love we live and sing alway. Alleluia, alleluia. Hymn number 66. <laughs>